Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant and today I'm actually in Adelaide in South Australia and I want to talk to you about location risks, right? I'm just stopping here before my next inspection and we are going to go and see an, an office tower or a block of office spaces and then we're off to see another property but it's really interesting we talk about location risk and people don't really think about it because I'm just at one of the side streets and here we're going to grab a coffee and we're going to sit here before I have a look at the area and just see people as before we go and turn up to the inspection but the thing is you know we've got a school at the back here uh, we've got another office tower just behind me here uh, and uh, we've got lots and lots of industrial shops, uh, warehouses that's turned into coffee shops, um, barbers and co-working spaces and uh, we've got obviously this used to be a very industrial area, it's changing. So this actually, this area we're in Kent Town reminds me a little bit like Alexandria in Sydney. So it's interesting because it's very important for us to talk about location risk for your tenant. So let's talk about some tenants need to be where they are in order to grab the clients. And that's really important because they would never leave. But they may be in a property that is so specialized for them that it will be really hard to repurpose later on as well. But if you're looking at location risk, one of the few things we look at is firstly, what kind of location it is. What, how is your tenant stuck to that location? Why should they be in that location? Is it because they're getting uh, the similar trades? So if you look around, what we're seeing here is we're seeing similar car trades. We're seeing um, some fitness now coming into this area. So gentrifies, we're seeing more and we're seeing industrial, right? So asking ourselves the question that what ties your tenant here? And this is where we look at location risk. And this is one of the assessments that we do and we do discuss during uh, our due diligence is like can your tenants be elsewhere is it easy for them to move or is it they've got specialist equipment or they especially need a clientele so for example they need to be near the school right or for example they need to be near other tenants who are also doing similar things but one of your location risks is that if you are a property that for example has nowhere to park that may affect the kind of tenants you're going to affect in the future or that maybe you're on a side street or at the back or something then that becomes an issue because later on when you're a tenant if your tenant wants exposure it doesn't work it only works for destination type tenants that people actually come to you so you've got to think about what exactly appeals to your tenant from that location is it because the demographic is changing the demographic is gentrified and that's why your tenant wants to be there is there any risk for them uh, for you right for for demographics to change and their business becomes obsolete or is it any danger to you that because of where your property is and what are the restrictions coming to the area like say zoning changes or parking changes or just general demographic changes that's going to affect the tenant in the long term that they may have to move out and then you might have to find a different type of tenant we're just walking past a house here that's been converted into commercial and this is a chiropractor and we've got another tenant here which is a wealth advisory here and we're sort of now into more residential areas there's another commercial over there and we've got 
kids therapies got that bouldering place again and then we've got industrial so come to an area like this I realized is how much the area has changed over time and that there is definitely more wealth and money coming into this area that it used to be a bit of an industrial area a bit dirty and rough and now it's coming out of that and that residential has been repurposed as commercial there's higher social economic people coming through here I'm gonna look at there's probably gonna be loft apartments there's probably gonna be old warehouses repurposed to apartments there's probably gonna be high-rises coming through now if your property is on one of these side streets and let's say the the parking changes well how does it affect if your tenant like a physio like a chiropractor like a children's service will want to have uh, be able to have parking so that they can you know see their clients how does that affect that or do you have ample parking uh, that means that in the future you're always going to be a sought after uh, property that potentially you could become a medical center or potentially you could become more allied health because of the location of your property so then you make a call whether that tenant is important to be in that premise for you and if they in the future don't want to pay the rent as the area changes because what we're seeing here in Kent Town is that the area is definitely gentrifying which means that the rents are going up and if you're seeing that if in the future maybe your tenants don't want to pay that and if they don't want to pay that can you easily swap them out for a new tenant and these are some of the questions we ask about location risk how at risk are you and your property for changes in the future now we can't you know always see what's happening but to the best of our guesstimates we can see how the area is gentrifying how the area is changing and that is important to know when we're looking to the future what kind of tenants and for example we've got some car tenants there so we've got some car tenants just along there uh, is not great but one of the things you think out well next door to that the warehouse this old warehouse has been converted into you know a barber a, um, a co-working space and a cafe well if the current tenant leaves of the mechanic which may not be paying top dollar they might be paying base rent or lower rent then because of that location on that corner you could repurpose that it could become a gym it could be a crossfit it could be an f45 or they could actually be done up as really nice smick industrial chic uh, warehouses with um, with office spaces in there that could attract a different type of professional tenant like I walk around here and I see there's accountants there's wealth advisors there is um, there's fitness but we're not seeing a legal firm here we haven't seen some of the upmarket uh, designer firms in here architectural engineering firms uh, maybe town planners we're not seeing any of those but that could really well go into a warehouse place which means that if you have a tenant that's unpaying under market rent because of your location and when they leave you could clean up obviously it's gonna cost some capital cost clean that up put a professional tenant really good nice for refurbishments yes it's gonna cost you some money but you're gonna put a new tenant in and the tenants may pay twice as much or at least 50% more than what your current tenant is paying or you can divvy up that place into two all of a sudden you've added 30 40 50% to the value of your property and that's why buying something in this old area where it is going to have capital costs yes there's going to be maintenance cost forward but you're looking at the back end for the upside and it's something to assess right doesn't mean there's always positive there is you know always pros and cons in every location in every area and there's always pros and cons of whether you should be spending capital works or not uh, and what is really valuable when you're spending that capital works in a location it's location specific as well so that's one of the things to really assess when you're looking at risk and one of the things that maybe when you look at a location to see access to look at parking 
to look at other versatility for other tenants, look at other tenant hubs, uh, like how that influences you in terms of the tenant mix, because that's going to define, you know, potential rents and also not only potential rents, but also uh, how easy it is for you to get a like tenant. But on top of that, look at things like uh, is it easy to repurpose that property? And also potentially looking at is there a size restriction for the park? Is there a council parking? Uh, and how is the area taken care of? Or is it has to be a destination tenant? So these are some things to assess. Some of the risks maybe for you, some of the risks that needs to be avoided, or maybe for some people it's something they really want to pick up on and they will pay uh, and get a lower yield because they know in the next five years that area is going to change and they will prefer that upside. Whatever it is, every commercial property deal is different. That's why I keep tuning into my channel don't forget to subscribe hit the bell and if you want a personalized strategy you want to know how to get started in commercial property check me out helentarrant.com and i look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey bye for now don't forget to tune in though for our other risk and if you haven't seen the other risk go back and watch my three parts before this and next time i'm going to take you to the next risk in commercial property and it's going to help you demystify commercial property until next time keep hunting Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant and today I'm going to cover one of the most important risks in this current market and this is market risk, yields and returns. So it's sort of my risk before four and five. Four talks about market, number five talks about yields and returns. They're interrelated so I'm going to do this video, I'm going to cover both of them. I'm going to show you some returns, I'm going to show you the comparisons so you get to see and just get a feel of it. Unless you're doing this, living and breathing this like we do and our whole team does, it's hard to pinpoint unless you're a value, it's hard to pinpoint. But if you're spending, you know, all day searching on Google, all day looking up at properties and real commercial, you are unlikely to find out what exactly is the yield because remember, there are multiple metrics, the type of tenant, the type of lease, the location, plus the type of building, whether strata, freestanding, uh, future development potential or no potential. All of that, all of that makes what the return is and then how do you compare it with something else as well and what is your final decision and what risk do you want to take? And also one of the most important risks in this market that you've got to avoid and this is where if you don't have a buyer's agent who can tell you this, then you need to find another buyer's agent or you can be with someone who is totally educated across the board and someone who wants to be work in partnership with you to build a long-term portfolio. So one of the things that we're looking at and they should be able to tell you exactly what area, what type of property should be getting, what kind of returns, right? Not just what kind of warehouses or office space, but what if the metrics change, what kind of returns should you be getting? And I can show you some examples. That's what today is about. It's about exploring so you know, well, let's go on a map so you get to see it, right? And what you really need is someone where you can talk to them and say, hey, you know, in Adelaide, what are we getting in that return? Or, you know, we're, we're going to be in central New South Wales. What kind of return are we getting there? Or potentially inland Queensland. What kind of, what are the right returns? Look, the market is changing. Market is shifting pretty fast. But also, it means that you need to keep your finger on the pulse when you're looking at property, especially if you're trying to do this on your own. And if you're not trying to do it on your own, partner with someone who's willing to grow your portfolio with you. So let's go and let's check out some of the, these uh, these different properties. So one of the things is the first thing I'm going to start out is showing you a map, right? I'm going to show you this Google Maps. Why am I showing you Google Maps and why am I showing you Brisbane? It doesn't really matter. So I can take you through here. So pretty much 
uh, as a buyer's agent, we cover everything on anywhere from Cairns all the way down to Melbourne, Victoria, across this, to Adelaide, uh, South Australia. And also we look at property deals in also Tasmania here and there. And we also sometimes look at deals in WA as well. But this is our strip, right? At the moment, right now, we're sitting on deals in Brisbane, in Sydney, in Melbourne, uh, in Adelaide, as well as ACT. So we are across five major cities and states right now as a as a company so we have our finger on the pulse all around here but one of the things it's important is we want you to zoom in so let's just for example take brisbane because it is the hottest market at the moment in this market right it's the hottest market in this current heated market right everything else is a little bit dull but you know brisbane is really really heating up so let's go into brisbane so Brisbane, essentially, when I look at the Brisbane Metro, I like to look at this strip, which is Gold Coast all the way to the Sunshine Coast right here. And when if I hone in and I hone in on somewhere like a – we're honing somewhere like a Brisbane, where do you start with something like this? Well, the simple thing is let's go to Brisbane Metro. So Brisbane Metro is, is going to be somewhere here where that red little dot is. So that's your Brisbane Metro, right? Brisbane Metro is characteristic by the centre of the town, the CBD, but also really where it is in relation to the airport as well. So what we're seeing at the moment here is that properties around the airport, either way of the airport, where it's where it's freestanding properties uh, are demanding the lowest type of yield. So they're probably at your fives. Um, properties around the airport that are till slab warehouses, we're seeing at about... 5.5%, maybe to a 6%. Now, as you travel out from the airport and you're heading towards the city, there's two rings that would overlap over here. Right, so there's two rings that would overlap over there. And what you would see is that you would see that those are the yields are starting to come back up to probably around your sixes at Chermside, Astley, which is sort of like your, uh, this is where your suburb suburbia comes in. So if you're in Sydney, that's like your Hills District. If you're in Melbourne, that is more like uh, your probably around your Glen Waverley areas, uh, a little bit like that uh, around the areas around there. Um, and then what we're going to do is then we're going to look at areas like that where you're heading towards the Sunshine Coast up. We're seeing that 6% or just shy of that 6%. Now, then we're coming to the other side where we're really heading inland. And this is where the yield starts to change. This is where the yield starts to change because as you head inland, you'll be able to see that these are the changes uh, we're seeing inland. So firstly, as we head inland into Ipswich, where you are seeing right now in Brisbane, you are going to pick up a, an extra half a percent or a percent in Ipswich. So if you're seeing about five and a half percent in terms of your warehouse, you're seeing in your six, six and a half percent in your Ipswich area because it's more inland, which means that as you go even more inland into the more remote regional areas, and we're talking about uh, maybe a Gatton, we're talking about um, areas that's in, um, we're moving towards your Toowoomba areas here, uh, you're seeing that the yield should actually be picking up here. So if you're buying around this area, around that, this whole area, it should be around the sevens. So you should be in this area at the sevens, you shouldn't be accepting anything that's lower than seven, unless, of course, you have a development potential. So this is the area here where we're going to see your, um, we're seeing Laley, we're seeing Woodlands, we're seeing Gatton, we're seeing um we're seeing different like we're seeing different areas like laws and 
Forest Hill, we're seeing this area where it's small pockets of population, but not large enough to be a town, but quite interesting. But then interestingly, when you go to Toowoomba, what you see there is that you're seeing the yields compressed as if it is a Brisbane return. So in, in Toowoomba, we're seeing your 6%, right? So the interesting thing is where people overpay and where you're at risk is that you are looking at Brisbane yields or where we're coming down here and you're in Sydney. So let me go to Sydney. We're here in Sydney. Let's go down. Newcastle and Sydney. So we're here in Sydney. We're here in Sydney and Sydney returns are 5% standard across the board right now. And that's if you're lucky, right? Warehouses are two and a half. So you can't look at a two and a half percent warehouse and then look at Brisbane and go, oh my God, it's so cheap. I want to go to Brisbane and I want to buy a 5% yielding property and I buy a warehouse in Brisbane. Well, what happens there is then all of a sudden what you find is that you've actually overpaid for the, the property. So where you overpay and where you really are exposed to that risk is you buying the incorrect yields in the different areas. So as things go more inland, you should be getting more returns. If you are paying the same amount of money inland as you are in, a may, in, in the city areas, then you've overpaid for that property. And what that means is that you're going to have to wait out your time before you can actually uh, regain the, the growth on the property and then you'll have to hold it for a period of time and hope the tenant doesn't change, hope things doesn't devalue and until the market recovers. So that is your major, major risk. And I see that happening so much right now because people are looking from a different city into another city and they expect they have they yield and their expectations levels are different and they're expecting a different kind of return right and they're expecting a much lower return where they should be getting a much higher return and this is why you seek the experts and the professionals in this because you don't want to be in that situation right so anyway moving forward let's have a look at um let's have a look at a comparison of a, of a property so I'm about to share with you two totally different properties, right? Firstly, I'm going to share with you this property here. Uh, this property is in Ipswich, and we can go back and have a look on on the actual map to see what it is. So this property is in Ipswich, right? So if you see this property, it's really a warehouse property. It's a nice and neat warehouse property, right? They're asking for offers over a million dollars, which is just shy of uh, probably 6%, probably a little bit shy of 6% by the time you finish with it. Beautifully decked out property. You've got your warehouse component, you've got your office component. It is actually a really lovely kind of property. Now, if we look at where that property is actually located, let's go down there and see the map. So we see where the, what property is located in relation to the city. We're thinking, okay, so the vendor is actually asking quite a high price for the $1 million property. Because in Brisbane, if you're buying similar properties, you are probably going to be paying five, five and a half percent. But freestanding, you also pay a bit of a premium because it's very hard to find freestanding at about $1 million. So here we're in Ipswich. We're also on the fringe of Ipswich as well. So about a 6%. That's what the property is going for, 6%. Now, let's compare that with a property in Warwick. So um, this property in Warwick is a... A property, and again, a warehouse property, very neat, very nice, smash repairs here, uh, great lots of tenants. The full site is being used, a little cute little area. You don't have the same uh, quality of building in the sense that the building is made of more tin shares of corrugated iron and not as tilt slab as the other one, so the actual structure, but it's very functional and located there, very fit for the local area. So obviously very, very busy. Right, very, very busy. And we can see everything is being used here as well. So 
And this property is on the market for $8.95 at 8%, right? If we look at this, let's look at um, look at this property and where it is located, you can see that here we're in Warwick and when we zone out, where is Warwick in comparison to everything else? So we're actually quite far away. So if you look at it, its closest town is Toowoomba from Ipswich. It is actually going to be probably more than an hour's drive from Warwick. So um, it's inland from Toowoomba. It's further inland from Ipswich. There is going to be more risk investing there. So that is an 8% yielding property in this current market. People ask, where do I find 7% plus? Well, there you go. I've just found one for you, right? It's at 8%. Now, you, when you compare both of these, do you say to yourself, well, which one should I buy? Well, the, the, the question is not which one should you buy. Which one's actually the right return for that market? Now, the Warwick one at 8%, I think, is priced very correctly. I think it's very right because you're actually inland and you're in Brisbane. It is a town that is up and coming and there's a lot of things happening in the town. The 8% really justifies the return on that property and I think it's a correct return. Now, if switch one, I do think is a little bit light, asking for about 6%. If there's a little bit of a bidding in the area because of that $1 million freestanding, you could get the yield down probably as low as 5 5.7, 5.75, 5.6 is even. I think you've paid the premium and a little bit above for that because it is Ipswich and you really should be getting six towards six and a half in an everyday market. But even in the heated market, on six could have been could be really good. So uh, I but I think because of where the market is that it's going to go for less than six percent at the moment. So in that case, I would say someone paid a little bit more than above market and they paid a premium for perfect stock. And that's what you would do. You know, if you're paying for the hotter stock, which is, um, which is warehouse, you're paying for good, reliable tenants, you're paying for the lease. And even if it's not in the area of Brisbane, you're paying for it at a different yield. You're effectively paying Brisbane yields in Ipswich. So, for example, you're effectively paying, you know, Sydney, uh, Sydney Metro North Shore properties pricing, but you're in the western suburbs. That's the, the, the equivalent of the analogy, and it's just like being in Melbourne Fringe or somewhere like an Albert Park or or areas or an Armadale in Melbourne, but you're really paying somewhere like a Mornington Peninsula or Frankston. Um, uh, you're, you're really paying um, – you, you're really, you know, getting – that kind of returns and in Frankston where you should be getting that in the Melbourne Metro. So it's, it's more about the incorrect returns and that's why you're paying more in the market. So not to confuse you, but just to say that really be careful where your market is at at this point in whatever state is different. So Melbourne is experiencing something quite different. Melbourne office spaces, Melbourne retail has really been smashed. A lot of companies have left Melbourne. Melbourne's having these infrastructure challenges at the moment. So what we're seeing with things like that is that Melbourne is actually giving a slightly higher yield than Brisbane, but that's because a lot of the investors have exited and gone to Brisbane instead. So this is a good time for if you were my client, I would be looking at particular key properties in Melbourne and back into Victoria but only if it fits your profile and I have to understand you and what you're trying to build to see if a Melbourne property matches up with you and whether you have long-sustaining holding power to rip the rewards on the back end of that because they will come back. When it comes back, you'll get a significant kick on your capital growth. So, uh, and of course, Sydney's experiencing something totally different. Sydney, we're expecting very high, uh, like high prices, low returns for warehouse property, but everything else seems to be sort of a bit of a flat line at the moment, and the value's a bit everywhere. Uh, so, lots of rents have changed over the last two years with COVID. As a result, lots of valuations have changed as well. But what we're seeing in Brisbane is this trajectory all the way up, and people are paying higher 
prices and lower returns in that area. South Australia is going through that gentrification, so there's still lots of ups and downs. Uh, ACT is relatively stable, although when everything opens up back up again and towards next year, we're going to get more confidence that that's probably going to give them a boost. So if you really want to align yourself with the right company that is going to do the right thing by you, that is going to tell you the right returns, that's going to educate you on how to be a professional investor in the commercial property space, reach out to me, helentarrant.com or Helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. Don't forget to hit the bell and subscribe because there's more to come on our inspections in Adelaide next week and there's more things to come about what to do in the commercial property space right now. But just remember, watch your yields. Don't pay for the wrong returns in the wrong areas. Uh, watch as what whether you're buying strata or whether you're paying uh, freestanding and what are the yield differences. Uh, also, the type of properties change, like whether you're buying offers, retail, or mixed tenancies or warehouse, the returns change there as well. Really be careful and mindful of that. Do your research. Go in eyes wide open. And good luck in your journey. Otherwise, reach out to me and let me help you in your journey. So until next time, happy hunting and keep building that passive income. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.